Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. All right, John chapter 1, if you have your Bibles this morning, and, and you know, uh, I was thinking there during praise and worship, and, and, and let's give a hand to the worship team, Casey and the worship team, and Miss Amber, man, outstanding, and, and we're going to do a little something a little bit different this morning, but you know, I got to thinking that, that you know, they just kept ringing up in my spirit, and I don't know who, if, who this is for this morning, but you know, because Jesus came, and, and what we just sang about, but you know, the Bible says that, that, that when peace comes, that there's nothing missing and nothing broken. And so I just speak that over you today and over your family today as you celebrate. We don't always know, you know, what each and every one of you are going through and different elements of, of what this season brings. But what we do know is that Jesus is the high priest of good things to come. And so I just declare today and speak that over your life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Uh, God's a healer. And so as we, as we talk about Jesus today, we just want to remember that, that, that he didn't just come so we could sing songs and, and open gifts. Come on, somebody. He came to be the gift. Uh, and I said that in the first service this morning, that, that when Jesus came, what I love about what Jesus did there is Jesus didn't come to the point of sacrifice and delegate it. Jesus stood in for us. And he said, I'll go to bat. I'll be the ones. And so in my mind during the singing this morning, I pictured the movie Tombstone. Anybody ever seen the movie Tombstone? I pictured Jesus saying, I'll be your huckleberry. And so... <laughs> Anyway, and so John chapter 1, <laughs> John chapter 1 says that in verse 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, you know, this week I was kind of looking at some different phrases for defining Christmas, a, a statement that would define Christmas. And so I was going around asking a few people, hey, what, what would you say that Christmas means uh, to you? What would be your, you know, if you had to define it, what would it be? And a lot of people, everybody mostly said peace, love, and joy, and, and, and you know, gave, gave some of those statements, which are all true and all byproducts of Jesus coming. But I got to looking at this, and I was reading through, and I found this little book, and, and, and I thought it defined it incredibly. Um, and the guy's interpretation of, of his definition of what is Christmas is just simply the statement, Christ is born. Because had Christ not been born, come on somebody, and came to dwell among us, and take on the human form and stand in our place and, and, and to be our stand-in, come on somebody, then peace, love, joy, none of those beautiful things would be available to us now. And so as we think about that this morning, that, that, that gift that Jesus was when he came, you know, I got to thinking this week, I was, I was thinking about what's the one or two Christmas presents, uh, you know, as a kid growing up that kind of stand out to me. And uh, I was thinking about this one Christmas, I asked for a Remington CO2 air cartridge pellet gun and I was excited about this gun this wasn't one of those little cheap $24 guns this was it was a decent gun and so but it was a, pe uh, a pellet gun that shot with with air cartridge or CO2 cartridge so it had a little pop to it and so every year at Christmas we would do Christmas Eve at my grandparents house and then we would do Christmas morning at our house and so we're going through this the, the Christmas Eve and everybody's there and aunts and uncles and everybody's opening gifts and we go through the gifts and get to the point and I realize at the end of the night I still don't have my Remington CO2 pellet gun. And so we get to 
go to the night, go to bed, go through the next morning, get up and do all the Christmas gifts. And Sorry, I'm about to cry. I'm just warning you. We go through the whole process of gifts thing and the whole thing. And so anyway, I go through that morning and I realize after doing all the presents and all the stuff, I still don't have my CO2 BB gun, pellet gun. And so I'm disappointed and I'm sad. And then about 20, 30 minutes later, I remember dad going over to the couch and pulls this gift out from underneath the couch and he waves it up and he says, what is this? And he didn't say Santa comes because he was a preacher, but he said, what is this? And so in other words, he said, I'll be your huckleberry. And so he hands me that gift. I open it up. I get my pellet gun, my Remington CO2 cartridge pellet gun. And I can't tell you all the things I did with that gun. I'd probably be in trouble, but I can tell you this. It was an incredible gift at that moment. You know, and I look through gifts like that and think, man, those were precious, awesome times. But listen to me. There's only one gift that stood in our place. There's only one gift that's greater than any other gift. Come on. There's only one gift that brings peace. There's only one gift that brings uh, healing and joy and peace and longevity and rescue. Come on, somebody. And that's the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. And so as we think about that and we're celebrating in the name of Jesus, you know, one thing that, that, that I want us to get a hold of is, is even though we celebrate the story and it's beautiful and it's peaceful and, and, and we go through the process, how many of you know that in the process of Jesus being born, in the story alone, come on somebody, was a whole lot of battle in that point. When Jesus came to the earth, and, and you can read about it in the book of Matthew and the book of Luke, one, one of the stories tell the story from Joseph's perspective, the other tells the story from Mary's perspective. But if you look at the story of Jesus and, and what he went through when he was born and what he came into, how many of you know he came from light to darkness? And so he came, he came into a place that was very dysfunctional. Uh, you know, if you read even the story of Jesus, you had a teenage couple in love. They're passionate about each other. And, and, and you had, had a mother who, who an angel prophesies, come on, you're going to have this baby. You got Joseph. If you read Matthew, you got Joseph who... When he realized that Mary was, was pregnant and, and, and realized that, hey, I had nothing to do with this, uh, the Bible says that he was a little bit devastated to the point where he even thought about divorce. And, and so uh, he, the Bible says that he thought about putting her away without shame. And so how many of you know that the good, the good thing is an angel shows up, speaks to Joseph, and he sees the big picture? But if you start looking at the rest of the story, you got guys following stars around. you got people hearing from angels. Jesus has a hit put out on him before he's even born. And he's marked before he's even born. And the story's incredible. If reality TV would have been in existence in that time, come on, somebody. I mean, they would have had a story. So we kind of feel like, well, the world's dark now. I got news for you. The world was dark then, too. And Jesus came, come on, to be the light of the world. And so you start thinking about what are some of the things that Jesus did along the way and what, what, what is Jesus known for and what power does he bring into, into our lives. And so I was thinking about it earlier in the week and just started writing down some of the thoughts that mean something scripturally uh, uh, that Jesus came, come on, to be that mediator and stand in the gap for us and, and to be that, that, that person. I love, I love it. What I said a while ago, I love the fact that Jesus didn't say, hey, I'm going to delegate this. Jesus said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this on, and I'm going to take all the suffering. I love the song we sang about resurrection a while ago, and it's just, just incredible 
to think about what Jesus did for us that day. Somebody say Jesus. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is the name above all names. It says that he's Emmanuel, that he's God with us. The Bible says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. It also says no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. The Word says that he's our healer, he's our rescuer, he's our savior from sin. Hebrews says he's the high priest of good things to come. He's the prince of peace. He's the start and he's the finish. He's the living word. Come on, somebody. He's the light of the world. I mean, we can go on and on and on talking about what Jesus has done in our lives. And if you're here today and Jesus hasn't done, if you haven't received Jesus, I'm telling you today, all those things I just read are available to you. He didn't die in vain. Come on, somebody. The old saying is salvation may be free. Come on, but it didn't come cheap. Jesus gave the ultimate price and took that point as a stand-in for you and for I. Psalms 112 verse 4 in the NIV says, Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. And, and what I love about that, if you study it out, it simply means that even in chaos, Jesus brings order. Even in chaos, Jesus brings order, which makes sense when he came into the world and, 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 and these, these guys are, are, you know, has a hit out on him. They're trying to kill him. The family's confused. They don't, you know, they don't know whether they're coming or going. It was a very dysfunctional situation. Come on, somebody. Aren't you glad light came? And so all the battles, Jesus battled his whole life to get to that certain point to, to, to set us free. But even through that, to the, to the upright, come on, somebody, light arises in darkness. And so he brings order. Everybody say order in the midst of chaos. And, and I love that. Another scripture there in Psalms 112 says that he'll remove the pebble from our shoe. He'll remove the pebble from our shoe. How many of you ever had a pebble or a rock in your shoe? And if you're like me, you just left it there from time to time. Anybody ever been in that? I'm the only one. Come on. And so I remember, you know, there are times, you, you know, if you walk around, you can actually function with a pebble in your shoe. And so you've been at the deer lease or, you, you know, you're out playing ball with the guys and you just don't want to take the time to take the, you know, bend over for one thing because it hurts, right? You don't want to take, take the time to reach over, take your shoe off, take that pebble out of there because, you know, all the things that come along. So a lot of times we just leave the pebble in our shoe, or I did when I was, and I was younger, right? And so, you know, but, you know, you can walk around with a rock in your shoe or a pebble in your shoe and still be able to function. Now, over time, that pebble... It's going to cause some problems. You know, it could, it, could, it could lead to a bruise or a stone bruise, or it could lead to, you know, walking with a limp. And, you know, if you walk with a limp long enough, it just becomes normal. Are you with me here this morning? Then that pebble can cause a lot of unseen. Even though nobody can see the pebble, it can cause a lot of problems along the way that even though it's below the fault line, are you with me? There's still some things there that, 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 that you live with, but you really shouldn't live with. Or some things that you accept, and, and, you, and, and people say things like, well, I'm like this because daddy was like this, or I, I think this way because grandpa, you know, you're not going to, you know, that's just who I am. The Bible says that God wants to come in, come on, and the reason that Jesus came, he came to remove the pebble from your shoe. He came to remove the things that are unseen. He came to remove the hurts and the pains and the excuses and all the things that are on the, underneath the fault line that can't be seen. He came to remove those out of our lives, come on, so that nothing is missing and nothing is broken. 
And, and if we allow God, when we, when we receive Jesus in this way, to realize that he came as the ultimate huckleberry, right? He came as the one that said, I'll be your stand-in. I'll be the one to intervene. And I didn't come to leave you. Come on, broken. I came to make your life full, and I came to fill you with my power so that nothing is missing and nothing is broken. That's what Jesus came to do. That's why he's the high priest of good things to come. But he'll remove the pebble from your shoe. Everybody take your shoe off. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Some, some of the wives are saying, thank God. But, but he'll remove the pebble from your shoe. What is it in our lives? What are you facing? What have you gone through that you've just chosen to accept that it's not going to get any better? Things aren't going to turn around. I just accept I'm this way because this is my family legacy. I got good news for you. That all changes when the name above all names comes to live on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. We're no longer defeated by our, our, our story of what life was. Come on, we're, we're, we're filled with the power of God that, stands in, that stood in the gap as the mediator that says, I came to breathe new life into you today. And I'll remove the pebble. I'll remove the rock from your shoe. You know, the Bible says that, 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 that Jesus, you know, you read the stories of Jesus bringing peace and love and joy. All those things happened, but they didn't happen, come on, without a dogfight. They didn't happen. Jesus, the moment he comes in to the world, even as a beautiful baby with the hit on him, remember, it was a dogfight along the way. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing is he'll take you from, from things in your life. He'll take you from the most ugly, broken, tired, weary situations. And, and sometimes I feel pain when I'm preaching. I feel people's pain. But he'll take you from those broken, messed up places. I like to call them messed up places where it looks like it can't turn around, and he just has a way of getting in there through that process. Come on, somebody. And just stir in the heart to a whole new way of health. I say it again, nothing missing and nothing broken. Nothing missing and nothing broken. Nothing missing and nothing broken. And then you lead to a point over time where God just begins to do some things, and, and you look back and say, man, look how good this is. Come on, somebody. That's why we want to train people to be disciples, and, and, and it's, so, it's okay to celebrate those victories. I was standing out in the front yard this week, and or I decided my wife was coming home from work. I got there before she did, so I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some fun. I'm going to go vacuum my front yard, and I can say that because there's artificial turf in my front yard, and so I bought this thing, and you, it's a blower, really, but you can convert it to make, make it where you can suck up leaves, right, and so... I'm out there sucking up leaves and, and, and acorns because we have the acorn tree in the front yard, and, and I'm getting into this thing. It's really, really become one of the highlights of my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so I'm out there, and I'm, you know, I'm vacuuming this line. You got to do it just right so I don't catch the turf because then it sucks all the turf in, and then, then you got to redo the turf, and that's no good. So I'm vacuuming and going along and, and, and having fun with it, and my son drives up, and he gets out of the car, and Caleb, and he, he walks through the front yard, and Caleb's kind of a quiet guy. He doesn't say a whole lot, and he, talk, you know, he talks real soft. But as he's walking in, he looks at me and goes, he's got his hat on and his coat, and, and I turn the thing off. He said, are you vacuuming the front yard? And I said, uh, I am. Boom, I turned that thing back, back on and just, just got to work, turned it off again because he didn't leave. He said, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is awesome. And so and then my daughter drives up a little while later, and, and, and she gets out, and she said the same thing. Are you vacuuming the front yard? I thought, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm vacuuming the front yard. And she said, you should have called me and paid me. I'd have done that for you. And I was like, you're really in the Christmas giving mood, aren't you, dear? 
The point is this, is, is I text my, my wife a little bit later, and I, I text her, and I said, if you'd have told me 30 years ago that I'd be vacuuming my front yard one day, I would have told you you were crazy. Come on, somebody. I would have told you you were crazy. But listen to me. When God gets a hold of your life, isn't it the simple things that confound the wise? Isn't it just the, the simple things that we recognize? Had it not been for Jesus, there's no way I'd be vacuuming my front yard today. I'll just tell you right now. And so we need to get stirred up about how good God is. Even in, the, even in all the pain and suffering and things that he went through, he didn't go through it in vain. He did it so that he could release things into your life and bring hope and joy into your family. And, you know, maybe you're here and you're hurting and you face some things. I got good news for you today that Jesus came from the light to the darkness. And he had you in mind. Come on, somebody. He came from a place of peace to a place that was filled with chaos and he was willing to take on the pain and punishment so that he could release some things back into your life. He came, come on somebody, because he wanted to bring joy. There may have been moments of happiness before Jesus, but there was never any kind of joy. And maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus in that way. God sent Jesus, come on, when he sent Jesus into the earth, it was to bring joy. And joy is different than happiness. Happiness can be just in the, in the, in the uh, 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 I don't know why I'm thinking this, tickling of a moment. That, I don't know if that makes any sense. But, but in reality, listen to me, in the, in joy has a fulfillment that even though I'm walking through a problem, this problem isn't overtaking me. I'm walking through a problem, but I know that my God cares about me. And because he cares about me, he's walking through this with me. That's what joy, that's what Jesus did when he brought joy into the world. It's a place of care and a place of hope and a place that just stirs you up and fixes you in a way that you could never fix yourself. So if you're here today and you want to hear a message that says you're never going to face another problem, I can't tell you that. I used to maybe think that way. If you get Jesus in your life, everything's perfect and you just don't talk about problems and that kind of deal. But that's not true. You're still going to face problems. You're still going to face circumstances. You're still going to go through some things. But the good thing is you go through it, come on, knowing who's on your side and on who's working in your life. Amen. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Father God, that your love is shining through this morning. And as we take time to celebrate today for the reason that you gave your life, we thank you today, Father God, that right now that nothing missing, nothing is broken. I believe in, Father God, that there are healings that are taking place right now that you're stirring some hearts. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, something in that message kind of stirred me. And, and I want to grab a hold of how good God is. And I want that power, that joy working in my life. Maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. If you died today, you don't know that heaven would be your home. But beyond that, listen, if Jesus isn't in your life, there's still a joy missing. There's a, there's a, there's a gap. And Jesus decided to stand in that gap and became the mediator became the huckleberry, right? And so every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today and you say, Pastor David, I've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I've never asked him to fill me personally. I've never asked him to take my place and listen to me and recognize that he did. But if you're here today and you say, I've never asked Jesus into my life. If I died today, I do not know that heaven would be my home. I want you to raise your hand this morning. And you say, I want to receive Jesus into my life. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of conceding to the pebble in my shoe. I'm tired of conceding to the hurts or the pain or the excuses or my family lineage or, or whatever it is. Maybe you've gone through some things. Maybe you're here today and you have nobody. I'm telling you that Jesus loves you. 
But if you're tired of those things and you say, I want God to remove these issues from my life, these pebbles from my shoe, and I want him to walk through this with me, I'm telling you, he wants to beat it. He wants to help you beat it. But there's things that you're struggling with, hurting through, and you haven't been able to beat on your own, and you say, I need help from Jesus. I want you to raise your hand this morning. I see those hands all over the building. We're going to pray. And listen to me. We're just going to let faith take its place. We're going to recognize. Faith is simply recognizing how powerful God is and trusting him to do it. So lay, we're going to lay it down. Say this with me, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lay down those pains today. I ask you to remove the pebble from my shoe. I ask you to bring light upon my situation. Today I lay the burden down. I choose not to accept or to live with anything that you haven't promised. I hold on to your promises. I recognize that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I break any shame off of my life. I break the excuses off of my life. I break the hopelessness off of my life. And I ask you to bring light into my situation. Nothing missing. Say it loud, nothing missing. Say it loud, nothing missing. Nothing broken. I claim my identity in Jesus. And I ask you, Father God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301 TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.